0: Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's gonna be so much fun.
1: That version of you can come out more and is supposed to come out more and you are meant to live there more, but that requires you doing some scary stuff.
0: If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work. I want to do my life's work. If you want to be baking or sculpting or dancing or songwriting or screenwriting or painting or doing that thing that you just always wanted to do, but you haven't figured out quite how to make a living full-time doing it, this is the show. This is the show. Don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. We're here to have this conversation week after week. We're interviewing people who've done it. We're talking about the strategies. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you cannot just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to Latote for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Go to latote.com select and enter promo code dreamjob at checkout, and they'll give you an additional $25 purchase credit towards your first box. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is treating Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com dreamjob. So check out this week's menu and get $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com dreamjob. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is giving my listeners a one-month free trial of unlimited access to over 17,000 classes. So go to www.skillshare.com dreamjob to start your free month today. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So I was posting on Instagram a couple days ago, and I posted something that seemed to resonate with everybody. It said, 97% of people who quit too soon are employed by the 3% who never gave up. And it seemed like everybody really resonated with that, and I just wanted to really reiterate that. The number one reason why people don't have the lives that they want, the reason, the real reason is because they're not doing enough about it. And it's all about that grit and staying with it. It's a long-term play. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And it's not about should and it's not about would and it's not about could. It's about did. We've gotta do. We've gotta do stuff. We've gotta take full responsibility. Nobody's crying for us. You know, we've got running water, we've got Wi-Fi. There are people who wake up every day and they don't have the luxury to even think about chasing their dream. They've gotta figure out how to get running water, they've gotta figure out how to eat, they've gotta figure out how to get shelter. And we need more people on this side, like on a certain level, it's all really simple. Like we come to this world and then within us, there's this battle, you know, and it's like, it's our own stuff. And we need more people to join the team of, of those of us who, who overcome the, the second guessing, who, who begin to do more of the stuff that they want to do. And then who are an inspiration to other people, because you start paving the way, you start doing the things that light you up. And then it inspires other people to say, you know what, maybe I can reach, maybe I can stretch, maybe I can go for what I want. I don't have to. Leave all this stuff that's in my mind that just limits me. So we've got to do. And why would we want to really spend, when you think about it, do you really want to spend your life building someone else's dream? Do you want to be part of the 97% of people who are, who are going to get to their 90s and look back and say, man, I didn't do it. I didn't live my life because I was just convinced that I was inadequate. I was convinced that what I had to say didn't matter. Please, I'm here to remind you what you say matters and what you say has value. And the fact that you have enthusiasm. I once had someone say to me, even if someone isn't an expert, but they're just so enthusiastic about this thing that they want to talk about or that they want to sell or they want to be around, it's amazing how people will just be intrigued because they feel the enthusiasm. They feel the raw passion and energy. And I also wanted to just point out one thing we talked about last week with Chris Gillibo, He was fantastic. If you haven't heard that episode, I recommend it. We talked about what are the four real ways you can make a living doing what you love. We talked about how you can make it. Sometimes you can make the thing, like you can make the painting. You can write the song. You can create the screenplay. Then we talked about how you could teach it. You could teach baking. You could teach painting. You could teach songwriting. You could teach dance. Then we talked about how you could enable it. If you're not the person who's going to take the pictures, but you love photography, you could just create evenings where people could come together at galleries and they could, and you could find ways of just being a connoisseur of something. And by enabling something, you can make a living and just enjoy it and just be a connoisseur and just be a fan of it. And you can make a living creating, like Chris said, there was a guy who created poetry slams and he would just bring people together and he was making some extra money doing that. And there've been so many people who've done that. And the fourth thing is you could decipher something. Maybe you're not teaching it. Maybe you're not making Making it maybe you're not enabling it but maybe you're the person who's just really interested in fashion and so you want to discuss it you want to talk you know you want to start a blog about it you want to start conversations about it whatever your interests are whether it's food if it's if it's dance whatever your interests are just deciphering things I thought that was a really helpful insight so here's one piece of practical advice. Decide to commit to taking massive action and work on your goal every single day. Small steps, remember those small steps actually add up to a lot. So you don't need to know the next 45 steps of the how. But ask yourself, what's the next possible thing you can do today? Is it putting up an Etsy shop? Is it creating a Facebook Live? Is it creating a blog post? Is it recording a podcast? Is it setting a lunch meeting with someone? Is it making a piece of that jewelry? Is it writing a chapter of the book? Is it researching the buyers at various shops you can call? Keep taking the next step, just the very next step, and soon you'll be well on your way. So if you guys want to reach out to me, if you want to ask me questions, if you want me to just cheer you on, you can come follow me at Instagram at Kathy.Heller, and I will be happy to follow you back, and you can DM me, and you can ask me something, and I've been having great conversations there, so come on over there. Today we have an awesome guest. Her name is Lori Harder. She has her own podcast called Earn Your Happy. And she's a phenomenal person in many, many different ways. And I know that you're going to be inspired by her. Lori is a leading expert in the field of fitness and transformational work, mindfulness, and she helps people to really learn how to love themselves. She's grown two multi-million dollar businesses as a successful entrepreneur, and she's an author. She's a cover model. She's a three-time fitness world champion. She offers carefully curated practical tools to help people sustain their health, their spiritual well-being, and their financial freedom. Through her books and her coaching methods and her program, she's helped countless people connect with their soul and transform their bodies and empower their minds and gain financial independence and fall in love with themselves and their lives. Throughout her career, she's been featured on NBC and Fox and the TLC Networks, and she's also appeared on the covers of magazines. I think you're going to love Lori. So uh, we're, I'm going to ask Lori to tell us a little bit about her story, and then I'm going to ask her a bunch of really juicy questions because I want to get her answers. Thanks to LaTote for supporting our podcast. So I've talked about LaTote's rental clothing subscription service before, but they have a new service with personal stylist-picked pieces that are brand new. It's called LaTote Select. Pieces in the LaTote Select box are about $50 per item so you get quality fabrics at a very fair price. Latote Tote will take your style preferences and silhouette to find the best pieces for you. They're the style and fit experts. No subscription required. So you guys, La Tote was revolutionary for me because normally when I go to the mall, I'm rushed and I'm either with one of my kids or all three of my kids and I don't really have the time to try things on and know if I really want it. And so with La Tote, I get to choose things and it comes right to my door and there are really cool things in there. Like I got a splendid dress and I got to try on this really cool bag and then sometimes I keep stuff and then sometimes I just send it back and it makes it really hassle free. With La Tote, you get a one time box of stylish selected fashion handpicked for you and conveniently delivered right to your door. only twenty dollars to try a box and they'll apply that fee to anything you decide to buy in the box to try it out go to latote.com that's l-e-t-o-t-e dot com slash select to start, and then enter promo code DreamJob at checkout, and they'll give you an additional $25 purchase credit towards your first box. Once you sign up, you'll receive your stylist selected box within days, and you can order a box whenever you like. You can keep the items you love and you can return the rest that's unworn. You'll only be charged for the pieces you keep. It's that easy. Remember, just enter promo code DreamJob at Latote.com select and feel fabulous with stylus selected fashion delivered right to your door. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Ending on February 26th, Blue Apron is teaming up with Whole30 to bring you delicious recipes. Their menu will feature two Whole30-approved recipes each week, like seared steaks and warm lemon salsa verde with roasted broccoli and sweet potatoes, chicken and kale orange salad with spicy tahini dressing, and vegetable fried rice with tagarashi peanuts. So kickstart your new year with Blue Apron and Whole30. Blue Apron delivers pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Some of my favorite meals from Blue Apron have been the mushroom and goat cheese quiche with green leaf lettuce and the sheet pan deviled salmon with roasted potatoes and Meyer lemon sauce. Best of all, Blue Apron is treating Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash dreamjob. So check out this week's menu and get $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash dreamjob. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting our podcast. Skillshare is giving my listeners a one-month free trial of unlimited access to over 17,000 classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dreamjob to start your free month today. Skillshare has amazing stuff, you guys. Like, If I have downtime, I don't want to like just numb out. I want to learn something. It makes me feel excited and inspired. You can learn stuff there. Whether you want to take a class on public speaking or email marketing or watercolor or typography or hand lettering or branding, there's so much there that can help you to grow your business. I think you'll be so inspired. If you're looking to turn your passion project into a side hustle or grow your own business where you just love to learn new things, then you should try Skillshare. With over 3 million members and more than 17,000 classes, Skillshare is the Netflix for online. online learning. Take classes in graphic design, digital illustration, DSLR photography, social media marketing and more. Skillshare classes are taught by industry experts and experienced professionals, perfect if you're looking to build your career or start the side hustle of your dreams. Unlimited access to all of this for a low monthly price. Never pay per class again. For 1 free month, go to skillshare.com/dreamjob. That's skillshare.com/dreamjob. By the way, you guys, if you want to support our show, one of the easiest and best ways to do it is to support our sponsors, and then they turn around and support this fabulous team, which helps me keep making this show. So we're going to dive in now.
1: Hey, Lori, thanks for being here. Oh, I'm so excited to be on. It's I feel like we've been trying to line this up, and it lined up so perfectly. It actually just fell into place.
0: Right? In the last couple weeks, um, your show and my show were both featured in this, like, top 10 what to listen to for the new year. So congrats to you. That's amazing. Congrats to Not you. Not surprised at all. How exciting was nice. that? It was fantastic. <laughs> I was so happy about it. I know. I love seeing my name next to Oprah. I'm like, I could, I could look at that any day. Um, that was yeah. wonderful. Is that your
1: new wallpaper on your iPhone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, but you just gave me a great idea for a little
0: pick-me-up. Exactly. Um, so... <laughs> So you've done so many fantastic things in your life, but it's not only what you've done. It's really who you are and how who you are such a beacon of light, but real light. You know, there are some people who like pretend to be happy and you scroll through their Facebook page or their Instagram and you're not really sure if it's a front. And then there are people who they they're really genuine and they they're not just genuine in the fact that they've found how to be content with themselves and with their journey, but they help other people to really figure out how to dial that in. And I'm really touched that you've spent so much of your life. I mean, not that you're very old, you're still a really young person, but you've spent so much of your life helping other people to, to find it inside of themselves and to give back. And so I wanna start with hearing a little bit about your own story. And um, I think we can talk a little bit more about well-being and about starting successful business, but let's begin with you and your story.
1: Oh man. First of all, thank you for that. That was so nice. And, and really we teach what we need most. So it just feels really good to Aww. be recognized, um, in that way. That's so thank true. you for that. Uh, let's see, I'm going to take you way back. So I'm going to take okay. you all the way to upper Michigan. Um, really, really small town. Uh, my family has always struggled with their weight. I was basically told my entire life that, you know, just wait, you're going to You're going to struggle your entire life too. And you know, when you're older, you're going to be really overweight as well. And I'm not, it's not just a little overweight, like my mom's sisters, God love them. I love all of them. Um, but it's, you know, it's like a hundred pounds overweight, um, my whole family. So I really was told we have bad genetics. This is what's coming for you. And, you know, I would just watch the struggle and the pain around food and how they felt and, for me, that was a huge motivator to say, this can't be it. Like wow. I am, you know, I'm here I am at eight years old on my very first diet. Um, mm. it, but through this, there's always this beautiful lesson that we can follow. And you know, I, I probably when I was around 13 years old, 14 years old is when I really started doing my sister's workout videos at the time. They were workout tapes, it was like Step aerobics and like Cindy Crawford had this workout out. And through that, it was the first time that I really, when I would do these workouts, was the first time I could kind of feel like this glimmer of myself because I was getting endorphins, right? For the first time, because we didn't really move our bodies. Um, Because while you know I was being told this information about having bad genetics, I was also being raised in a really restrictive religion and while I would not take back my childhood because it gave me incredible insight to so many different things in perspective, it was uh very challenging to grow up in because we did not celebrate holidays. Um, I was not allowed to associate with people outside of my religion, and mind you, this was a small town, so I really did not have uh, girls to hang around, so it was really like a very That's so isolating, isolating life. Yes. That's really depressing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I really clung to those first endorphins that I felt. And I was like, wait a minute, I can feel better when I move my body. Um, and it, it took me years to figure out the nutritional aspect of it as well. So I really did struggle. It was like um, constantly just, just body image issues and a lot of not feeling well. And there was this moment where I was like, maybe I don't have to be what I'm seeing. And that's when I really started reading fitness magazines. And I would beg my mom at like 13, 14 years old to buy me all these fitness magazines. I'd be like, are you going to the grocery store? Okay. That was my chance to like maybe get a new fitness magazine. I was reading men's fitness magazines um, because there wasn't much for women's magazines at the time. And like the ones that were, were really fluffy. They didn't tell me how to work out. They didn't really tell me how to eat. Um, I didn't understand it. So you know, reading these magazines and like, I went to the library and looked for fitness books and I would photocopy them. And I created this binder that I walked around with of like exercises and information. So fast forward to being about 18 years old and knowing that this religion was not necessarily the direction that I wanted to go because I felt very suppressed. And I I knew that I had a lot to express, but had no idea how it was supposed to be expressed. Um, and that led me on a journey of a little bit of a, like, just wild, um, trying to find myself, trying to get over what felt like this shame, guilt spiral. So, you know, oh, instead God, of, yeah. <laughs> instead of going to the direction of feeling better, I actually ran toward just things to like numb it out. So a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, a lot of figuring out who my friends were because I didn't really have friends, you know, except for these two girls that I was raised in this religion with. And I thought that version of friends was what a friend was and, and they weren't very good friends. So I kind of had to figure all of that out. And then in my mid twenties, I was like, I need to help people (laughs) with fitness. And I, I knew that I needed to do that because it was my journey. And it had shifted so much and through all of the chaos of, you know, whether it was the drinking or the shame spiral or all of it, the one thing that grounded me to this idea that there was something more and something bigger and, and this higher power, no matter how I didn't know how to define it yet, um, it always came through a workout for me. It was like, I could feel myself. I could find myself in nature. Um, I would run to the, to the woods or to a bike path in the woods, or I'd go to the gym or something. And it would be this clarity. It would be this emotional, like, oh, there you are. Okay. So you're not the anxiety. Okay. You're not the overwhelm. Okay. You're not like mm. the, the anxious girl that doesn't fit anywhere. Like this is you. So let's, let's try to bring more of her into real life. And it was like just these slow, like these moments of, okay. That's your truth. Cling on to that with all you have and keep doing whatever that is that brings her to the forefront. So that's the direction I started going in my mid-20s. Um and started training people uh at a gym. I actually worked at an LA fitness, I made zero money basically. You guys, I made six dollars <laughs> a session. And I was the only oh, trainer no. there who was like totally booked out. So I was working like a maniac you basically are just completely exhausted by the end of that of of day yeah
2: <laughs> and
1: yeah. um i started putting out there like okay you know i want my own studio and that's really when um i started telling people like basically i didn't even know what i was doing but i was promoting my passion to everyone i could like this is my dream to have this studio and and one of my clients yeah. came to me and said I, hey i just opened this new chiropractic center there's this lower level we can work out a deal you can train me like you can pay half the rent until you get on your feet and i was like hmm. oh my god so immediately like the next week i was doing that and i realized right away especially working one on one like that and having it be my own thing that it wasn't about it wasn't about how much i worked people out it was if their mind was not changing, and they were not committed, and it, if they weren't getting over the fears and releasing the blocks and releasing the shame, the guilt, whatever whatever spiral they were stuck in emotionally and mentally, I could not. Yes. I could work them out all day. We could do seven days a week of like four oh hours God. a day, and nothing would change because they would um, create the actions on the other end to match that identity that is in their mind, no matter what. So until we shifted that, and that's really when I started diving really deep into self-development because I was also hitting my ceiling. It was like, okay, I'm scared of growing past this even though I know this is where I want to go. You know, who is this trainer to start talking about mindset stuff? Like that wasn't happening 10 years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who are you? You're just a trainer. You can't talk about like shifting your whole mindset. And I was like- Right, but that is such a powerful observation. Mm. Like I
0: feel like- This is something that it's out there, you know, like people have talked about it, but you just really boiled it down. It's not about physicality at that point. It's about what's going on in your mind. And people have heard that and they've said that, but you just said it so clearly and you started to see that every time you were working with somebody. You were like, if they could shift it up here Mm -hmm. in their minds, then they could make all the other Things happen. And for you, that's also interesting where you said for yourself, you started hitting that ceiling inside yourself of, you know, oh, you know, am I going to be a fraud or could mm. I really push past this? Who am I to do that? So what happened?
1: How did you push, push forward? Mm, doing really big, scary things and committing to them. And I needed to not only set the goals for myself, but I realized really quickly that the way for me to make sure I show up is to commit to like a mastermind or a group of some sort that is teaching what I need. Um, so for me, Mm. it it showed up in the form of number one, I committed to events, to going to events that scared me, which I, I wasn't really familiar with self-development events at the time. The first thing that I did was something called landmark forum. And you know, what that did do, right. Is like get in a room with people. It opens up your perspective and you're like, wow, I actually don't quite have it. Like I thought I had it and it helps you reframe. And it also gives you the tools to work through what you're working through and makes you realize that we're all dealing with the same stuff. That was so powerful for me to be like, cause I thought I was like this anxiety ridden freak show that was having panic attacks in like public areas. And like, what are people going to think? And cause that was still following me at that point. So that room really helped me realize that we're, man, we are all dealing with the same thing. We're just not talking about it. So that was one thing I realized right away is I want to talk about this more. Like, this is stuff that everyone's dealing with that's really blocking us. And we're, like, being so quiet about these things that we feel so ashamed about that we all have. So that was one really big opening for me that happened at that event. And then I committed to, let's see, I think right after that I went to either a Tony Robbins event. I think I did. Uh, And that was so powerful. Like, there's no way you're going to go to a Tony Robbins event and not be – Totally oh, yeah. different when you leave, oh, yeah. uh, especially because he did so much with physiology. And I was like, okay, this is what I've been talking about this whole time. Right, like, this is right, the me right. I'm meeting mm-hmm. during these moments of changing my physiology and changing yep. my state and changing my environment. So that was like a, okay, I, that's what's happening. I see. Um, but the next step for me was after that, I went to a, um, a train the trainer by Jack Canfield. And that was really Mm -hmm. where I just went into this three week training that was like super intense and it was the best thing I have ever done. And I was nervous the whole time. But after that, it was just like, I saw the world in a completely different way because you can't go be around the people who are doing what you want to do and make such a huge commitment that you will change you will change. So that was the biggest shift for me. So after that, it really, uh, that's when I added a piece. I went online with my online uh, or with my fitness training, because I realized that I want to help a lot more people than just a few people a day. Um, So I had the gym, but also started going online, realized that the online business had a really massive space that was not being filled yet as far as Uh, connecting the mindset piece with the body. So I created a program that was like 50% mindsets where they're actually doing homework around what their blocks are and then they're vlogging about it. So they're facing the fear. Yeah, so they have to vlog about it. Um, They don't have to, but I highly encourage it. And most of the community does. Um, So they're getting asked a new question that is really like a pointed question that really gets to the bottom of what's going on. Um, and then they have to do like a five minute blog into the group. Uh, and they also have a book club. So they're reading the books I'm reading because I want to be elevating with them and be talking about what's going on. Um, and they're also moving their body. And when they move their body in this program, I decided to create mantras, um, that we're going to cling to. And I also do coaching during moving your body. So um it's like mindset coaching during the whole workout that I'm doing right. with them. And it like integrates um, then deeper. Integrates. You know? Like we're just yeah. getting it into the cells and like Oh yeah. Then we do a mini like two minute gratitude meditation afterward where we really see what we've done and like lock in the work. Um wow. and, and notice how you have shifted yourself. You know, mm-hmm. like really Uh, just being so grateful and sending so much love to the body parts that maybe you had a different conversation around before that. Um, So that really has uh, that, that was something that really took off. And then from there um, it was like, I wanted an event just around mindset because again, We can move our body all day long, but if we don't, if we don't uh, have the tools to change our mindset, but also for me, I am like all about tribe. Like my new book is all about tribe. I'm all about just being the facilitator of allowing women to connect with other like minded women, but taking them deeper, uh, teaching them how to break the surface or superficial Official like relationships and take it to the next level of where that true accountability and support, um, is going to come from. And I like to really talk about the stuff that usually stops women from connecting and from yeah. having these relationships or where the relationships are going to fall apart if they do. So from there, it was just events, just filling in the gaps of where's the biggest need that I'm getting asked for. And that's really mm-hmm. what I ran with.
0: Yeah. So I'm so glad that we got to hear your story because it gives us a lot of context, but just because it's still January and it's Mm. the new year and the confetti is still, you know, on the floor a little bit, (laughs) let's talk about reaching for our goals in 2018. I know you recently did an episode about this on your own show, on your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about what you think is the best ways to achieve your goals this year.
1: Mm the best way to achieve your goals. What just came up for me right when you said that is really to um, create a support system for yourself. Because I think sometimes first we're like, okay, Mm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I have this plan when really sometimes what I've done is the opposite. I I have looked at the people who I envision being around who are already doing it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure they know better than me. So they're probably going to cut out anywhere from a year to three years of what I'm about to go do by myself and try to figure out. So how about I say, this is where I want to go and plug into that group. So for me, masterminds are huge and connections are massive. So if you want to reach your goals, go create a support system and go ask someone who's done it before. First, you're going to save yourself a year to maybe five years. That is so
0: brilliant. I'm so glad that you said it. Um, Okay, we're going to hop around because I don't have you for 20 hours and there's so many things that I want to just like touch on with you. And then if people want more of this, they can go to your podcast, which is called mm-hmm. Earn Your Happy, or they can go to one of your workshops, retreats that are all amazing. And we'll talk about that a little bit before we hop off. So here's another question for you. How do you find the courage to live the life you were meant for?
1: Uh, You have to... You literally have to set the appointment. You have to commit to the thing. You have to tell the world. You have to summon the highest version of yourself and create a life that demands that she appears. He appears. You have to because we will not do it otherwise. Like we are human beings who really like cozy blankets, fireplaces, and food. and I do too. So like, we're going to go and do those things thinking they're going to make us happy. And all of a sudden, once that's the only thing you're doing, you're going to be real unhappy and depressed underneath that blanket with zero experiences, because I believe as human beings, we are here to create the experiences that help us feel and become more us. And more us is that person that you feel like when you feel most vital, when you are, Inflow when you feel most connected, when you are like, you know, around your best friend in the whole world who just brings that best part of you out, like that version of you can come out more and is supposed to come out more and you are meant to live there more. But that requires you doing some scary stuff and just scary by meaning you've just never been there before because you ask these people who are doing the things that you've wanted to, or that you want to be doing, And it was so scary for them in the beginning. And now it's like brushing your teeth. I mean, it, it can get to that place. Don't get me wrong. When I still do public speaking, I still get so nervous, which means for me, there's a lot of room for growth there and a lot of room for me to come out more and a lot of room for me to have more fun but it requires me going back over and over and over again until it does feel like something where I just show up fully me. So I believe that you have to create those experiences by committing to them and by making those decisions when you are in the moment of that vitality of that energy. So for me, if I feel something and I'm like, yes, oh my God, that is the mastermind I'm supposed to be in. I say yes right then. Like if I know yeah. in the deepest part of me that it is for me, then I don't need to go and think about it. And I don't need to think about how it's going to happen. And I don't need to think about where the money is coming from because that is called, that's that soul trust where you're like, it's all going to happen because this is a yes from my soul. So, and it it always does. It always does. But that takes some serious like... um. First of all, knowing how that feeling shows up for you and mm-hmm. also commitment and like just, you know, faith, faith, full-time yeah. faith. Yeah.
0: The next question, which was based on an episode that you did, how do you go from interested
1: to committed? So interested to committed for me, um, you know, I'm interested in a lot of things, but committed for me is, is making sure that you don't leave any cracks open. And I know people do this all the time. And when I say cracks, I mean, leaving the window cracked. You're like, you're like, no, I'm fully here, except I'm going to make sure that I I can escape. That's right. (laughs) And it's like, I close it all off and I close it off by um, doing things that hold me so accountable that I create more pain if I don't show up than by Uh showing up. So whatever that looks like for me, like, what is the pain point that if I don't show up, like it's going to be even worse. So for me, I join masterminds with people. I don't want to disappoint. I tell people I don't want to disappoint. I do things that I'm like, oh my God, did I really just send that email to that person? Like I can't not commit to this. So I do those things in the moment. Like I said, in the moment of energy, you have to do them then, or you're not going to do it. You don't let yourself off the hook. That's don't. Really, exactly.
0: That's the road less traveled. Like, good for you. That's that's amazing.
1: Oh, um, I'm always mad at myself for doing it. And then I'm yeah. so glad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's great. That's really, really great. So you did an episode, I think it was episode 172 of your show. Um, it was about how to start doing what you want to be doing. Tell us more about that.
1: How do you start doing what you want to be doing? Mm, it depends on what it is. But for me, whenever I've wanted to start doing something... I've basically, I just start doing it or I start, um, reaching out or learning about it. Or, um, like I said, I reach out to a lot of people and and ask them, okay, what was the first step that you did when you first did this? But Uh, for me, it's really like, honestly, if you want to be a painter, but you are, you feel like you're stuck in a bank teller job and that's not fueling your soul. Well, start painting on Wednesdays or start painting four days a week and then start talking about what you're doing. And then from there, when people ask you or say, oh, my God, I wish I was painting all people need for the most part. So this is something that literally is just downloading for me right now. But all people want is for someone else to like create a space to do something. So you don't even have to be the expert painter. You could literally say, well, I just started painting and I think that you should come and join me on Wednesdays. And, you know, I'm going to hold the space at my house. You know, it can be $20 or no money or whatever it is. Like just start doing it first and then start seeing if you could charge people to hold space um, to maybe get mm. them connected to who they need to get connected to. And this little hobby then can be start becoming a passion project, can start becoming a side job, can start becoming a real job. But that's what it takes. It takes that first like, okay, well, what does it look like if I start doing it? Yeah. Okay. Do I love this enough that I want to share this space with people? Do I even need to teach or can I just hold space? And these are really great questions because we're living in a time where people just really want other people who are, you know, they're like, okay, well, I really am lacking female friendships. So maybe I'll pay to join this networking group of this woman who's just facilitating dinners with amazing women. Like there's so much room for that right now. We're in the wild, wild west of creating passion projects. That is true. That is
0: true. You did another episode, which is something that's really juicy and it's all about making less excuses. And I feel like that Dovetails perfectly into how to follow through with these New Year's mm-hmm. resolutions that we're all making right now in this month of January. So, how do we make less excuses and show up and step up to bat? What do you think?
1: I first think that we have to look at what excuses are, and excuses are so draining. They are literally they really are. <laughs> so, I mean, think we're gonna just use this excuse just to really feel it in our bodies, like okay, everybody wants to be more fit and have more energy and feel good in their skin because human beings are obviously meant to move. Um, and you wake up in the morning and you spend an hour making excuses as to why you can't go. Uh, And by the time you're done arguing with yourself, you feel even worse than if you just would have walked out the freaking door and like, you know, just maybe felt the resistance for three minutes force yourself out, right? Like the Mel Robbins was at the five, four, three, two, one. Like that is so helpful. Mm -hmm. Like stop arguing with yourself because the excuses are actually taking more energy. They're robbing you. They're draining you. That's where you're leaking energy. Like five, four, three, two, one, go move your body. And you just could have, you know, you took that hour that you would have spent making those super heavy excuses that are now you're going to, it's like pick up that weight from the weight rack, pick up a nice heavy one. And as you're making excuses through the day, grab another weight. That's what you're doing. You are picking up sandbags and carrying them with you. And they don't go away because your soul is trying to put you through some pain to wake you up. That's the only reason you're feeling pain. It's like, okay, wake up. Are you in pain enough yet to do this thing that you know you're supposed to be doing? And I think what people don't realize is it doesn't have to be big. Like That's what my whole journey is about. Like I have never taken like massive leaps in the beginning. That's not what it looked like. A lot of days, it was just forgiving myself or getting outside and making a better choice to move my body. Or maybe it was like, and I'm just going to get really real. Like I used to have such an issue with binge eating and, and a win for me would just be like, even after I totally just sat and binged on food to go for a walk instead of sitting there hating myself all night. Wow! So little things like that are going to just reveal the next step. And that's what it looks like in the beginning. It's just a choice of forgiveness and going and doing a 15-minute a walk rather than s- more self-loathing for the rest yeah. of the night. Yeah. So that's that what is the so beginning good. looks like.
0: I love what you just said about how every excuse you should picture is like picking up like a weight and like you're mm-hmm. just – way down with sandbags. I mean, truthfully, that that is, let's call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to sort of the core of what started this work for you when you talked about how in your own practice, when you were training people, that you would help them make those mental shifts. And you mm-hmm. noticed that there were certain limitations that people put on themselves. And until they could sort of overcome those mental limitations, they couldn't unleash Tell us how you've done that. How do you Mm -hmm. help somebody do that? Look, we all have it, right? So wherever you are, the needle just moves a little bit. I think every one of us and everyone who's listening would love to be able to feel more in our skin, feel better about ourselves, have less fear and be able to show up. How do you teach people how to get clear about what's going on in their minds and how do we overcome those limiting thoughts? You know, I think what
1: I've realized is there's always a thought under a thought. <laughs> so we think that we know what's holding us back, but maybe we haven't really unpacked what's holding mm, us interesting. back. Interesting. Um, so, you know, a lot of women would come in and be like, I just have this thing. Like I, you know, I can't stop eating this food because I'm tired right. and I'm bored. And I'm like, okay, why are you tired and why are you bored? Well, you know, I hate my job and... I don't really like my friends. Okay. Why? Like, why do you feel right. like you are stuck? Because it all comes down to, well, I'm stuck here. Okay. Wh- why do you believe yeah. that you are stuck? Well, because I don't have this education and you know, I'm not popular and I've never been this way. Okay. Well, what is the fear that is stopping you from actually like getting outside of that? So I think it's getting so it's always awareness, right? So for me, you know, cause I'm just going to use myself. Like it has always been a new level of awareness of what is actually going on in my head. I'm unpacking this right now for myself as far as like, um, you know, I have a lot of, I, I have some big speaking, speaking things coming up that are in a different area than I'm a, a different audience that I'm used to speaking to. So I'm having a lot of things around my value come up, which I didn't Mm. realize that's what it was. I thought I was just anxious because it was a lot of people. Um, and I, I've been really unpacking why am I so anxious about this? This is something I've been wanting to do forever. And I've been allowing myself to go really deep into what it is. And it's like, wow, I don't believe that I have value when I'm talking to people who are more only business oriented, or I don't believe that I have enough value when I'm talking to more of a male audience. Like I'm just being really vulnerable, but like, these are the things that are coming up that I didn't even know were there. And then saying, where did that come from? Is this true for me? Do they act? Could they, and do they actually need what I have maybe more than the audiences that I'm actually speaking to. So really going into knowing your value, like yeah. really looking at what are you good at? Where is your value? What is your inner knowing about what you have to offer? If you could take away all of that, like if you could take away all of that, what are you actually good at? What do you actually know that could really help people? Um, and, and that truth, like it's so buried. We bury it with everything else that we just, we can't break through it and we're stuck. It's like, how do we expand that and know what our true value is, right? It really goes under, do we feel valuable? What's the story that is on repeat? How do we change the story? How do we go fast forward to the end of our life and realize that we are just so darn mortal and human and time is short. And what's the pain point of you to become you and to help people and to step into who, you know, you are meant to be because it's just, we can't fast forward to realizing this isn't going to be forever and we have to take action right now. And you are so worthy of taking action and we need you so desperately bad (laughs) that it's how do we get to that point? And I think that's where Mm -hmm. you need to um, be able to tap into quicker. I love what you just, I mean,
0: everything you said was really important, but this last couple sentences ago, you said, we need you so bad. Mm -hmm. And I feel like purpose, I always say, I think purpose is the opposite of depression. I think people are truly Mm -hmm. seeking a sense of purpose and and wanting to contribute and wanting to like add their color to the world, whether it's by writing a movie or, you know, singing or training people Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And when people don't feel that they're needed or that they matter, Um, they start to feel like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. But I feel like it'd be really, and I'm just playing devil's advocate because I want to like keep hitting this harder. Mm -hmm. I feel like it'd be easy for people to listen and say, well, that's so easy for Lori Harder to say Mm -hmm. because I just Googled her while I'm listening to this and she's Mm -hmm. stunning. Um, She looks like she just, I mean, you've been on the cover of magazines and she literally looks like she just like, walked out off of a cover of a magazine. And she's already made seven figures. And so that's so easy for her to say. But I'm a person who sits here and while she's talking, somebody might be thinking, but I I don't have value or I don't Mm -hmm. really matter or I really don't have skills. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who, whether they are admitting it to themselves or not, they do walk around with that tape in their mind. And so how do you change a belief that's so hardcore? Like, it's like, plaque on a tooth that just won't come off like it's just like it's just in there like Mm -hmm. how do you chisel away something that somebody says like no that is my north star it's a default setting it's ingrained Mm -hmm. how do you help a person to see no no you're significant you matter you have value you're inherently worthy like you could say that to me all Mm -hmm. day long but how do you how do i actually let that in how do i believe
1: that That's such a good question because I'm trying to go back to myself because I, and I love that you just said that because that just sounds so weird to me. Like, (laughs) because all I can still see sometimes is like who, where I came from and who I am internally, like, and also what that journey looked like, because, you know, Although yes, the magazine covers, I mean, I was turned down for, I can't even tell you how many years. So I also love that regard because it was like, I was told no, and that I wasn't good enough so mm-hmm. often. I mean, there were emails that were like, stop trying. You don't have to, <laughs> you're not our girl. Like you mm-hmm. are not it. And I was like, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> but how did I get back to? Yes, I am. So that's what I'm really trying to get to right now. You know, I had those moments of no I'm not. Wow, this is it. Like and, and I had the moment of going for me, I've always found the middle and I've always found myself in the extremes. And I know that sounds opposite of what I should be telling people, but it's the truth. It's like then I was like, Well then I'm gonna throw away the stream. I can't do this. All oh, like, right. I'm a loser. I'm gonna right. like that's it. I'm just gonna go back to being what I thought I was gonna be here for and that was just like to maybe preach to people and be a wife or whatever. While those are great things, that's all I thought it was going to be. So going to that extreme of, of saying no more, throwing it all away, this is it. I'm, I'm giving up. Like I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like yeah. that's not possible for me. Yeah. So maybe I need to reroute what this looks like because some people, maybe they're thinking or comparing themselves to people. So for me, I've always had to pull out of um, comparison and stay in my own lane. So when I need to go back to like, I am worthy, people need to hear what I have to say. I get so rooted in my faith and in my creator and in that feeling. And I get into that every single day and anything that pulls me out, I take it out of my pathway because it's too easy to get pulled out. It's too easy to listen to that other voice. You guys, we are connected to something so much bigger. I know you feel it. It's in your soul. It's what you're made from. You've had like flashes of it, but that's, what you need to get in touch with right now. So if you're like, oh, that's easy for her to say, or, oh, that's never going to be me. Or you need to get so totally aligned with that voice. That's what I did when I would work out every day. It was like, okay, whatever that feeling is, or that one little glimmer or that one knowing, what were you doing when it happened? What Mm -hmm. were you doing when you did feel worthy? What were you thinking? Who were you around? Feed that because You were born worthy, but you've just starved it. You're starving the voice by looking at other people so or by comparing yourself or thinking it's all got to look a certain way or thinking it's all going to come at once. It's not. Go feed whatever that soulful voice is trying to tell you. Go get so in touch with it. That's all that you know how to do. And you will get the next path revealed. You will get the energy to take the next step. You will start believing you're worthy. But until you fully commit to that voice, until you clear everything out, you're not going to feel worthy. Like it's going to keep on repeat.
0: That's right. I feel like um, questions that people ask us all the time, like I know I get these questions, people will say two things. First of all, well, what if there's already a million other people doing this thing? I feel like compelled to do. What? Why bother? You know, like mm. there, there's already a Lori Harder. There's already um, you know somebody who's songwriting or baking or sculpting. Or what, what's the point? Why? Why would there be room for me?
1: Mm. I love this question. And now that I'm now that I've been doing this for so long, like there's there is so much room. It's actually I know. <laughs> it's actually mind blowing. Like, I agree. I really believe we could take the most popular thing out there that people are like, oh, it's so saturated, and I would be like, okay, awesome, yeah, but it, it hasn't been done by me or by her, like because people are going to listen. Some people are going to love this podcast. Some people are not going to resonate. Like, they're, it's not, it's not going to hit them at all, right? And that's awesome knowing that. Like, thank God for diversity. That's so true. you have your own story. You have your own background. Like it's always amazing to me who is connected to certain people and who really, you know, maybe you listen to a talk and you're like, that really didn't hurt me. And the other person's like, that just rocked my world. Like I can now do anything. So you have to remember, like it's your background, it's your story. It's the people who, this is especially when I like, like I, I didn't struggle growing up. I don't really have anything to say. I don't. Okay. Well think of all the people who didn't really struggle growing up, who really don't feel like they have something to say. Like that's your audience. There's yeah. lots of you out there. So it's like, you are so that's so smart yeah there's so many dang people out there like so many people so many businesses and and you know what it's it's your opportunity to rise up and do it a little different or treat people a little bit nicer or completely turn that industry on its head and come about it in the way that you know that it should be happening yeah. So we just have so much opportunity. I love so that question.
0: I love that too. I feel like we've talked so much about all these incredible things that are, I think, the most important pieces, and they're usually within ourselves. But I want to touch just quickly before we go because you're also an you're a phenomenal businesswoman. Like you've made incredible decisions. You created incredible content. You have multiple streams of income from events that you put on, to podcasting. You also have. Products like you also have books. I mean, you have so many things going on. So, touching on the business standpoint, just for a second, what's one piece of business advice you could give us in terms of hoping to attain, you know, an ounce of the success that you've had? What's something that you think is essential that we can just take away?
1: Okay, so I know I've gone back to this a million times, but I honestly, you have because everything is changing so fast. I always go and ask people who are doing what I want to do. And I'm like, what is working for you right now? Or what was that challenge about? Or would you ever mind if I sat down and asked you a few questions or what is one thing that I could give value to you so that I can understand Mm. what that is? I ask like it is nobody's business. That's great. Because I know that it's like, I've wasted so much time that I'm done wasting time. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I ask, and honestly, it's like, you're going to spend so much time thinking it's about growing your Instagram and you're going to spend so much time thinking it's about this other thing when actually someone could look at the inner workings of your business who knows what's going on and could clarify everything for you and just get you so zoned in on what you should be taking focus on and everything else will happen. So for you
0: specifically, what do you feel like for you and your journey was that main thing that when you started focusing on that one thing, the other thing sort of fell into place. It was just talking
1: to people. It's not like learn how to, how the products work. Everybody gets so stuck in thinking they need to be smarter, knowing how every product works, needing to sound the smartest. It's like, what does this thing offer people? It's all about the other people. That's what I'll tell you. What is your product doing? What is that thing that you have to offer going to promise that person? How are you going to change that person's life? Listen to their problems. Mm. Listen to the problems out there and learn exactly how you solve them and paint that picture for them. Paint a better reality than they are in right now and focus more on that. That's
0: awesome. So as we're summing up, what do you think is the the best advice you have for how to not keep sabotaging ourselves?
1: Do more things you love. Like just do things you love, play in things you love. You're not going to have time to sabotage yourself and you're going to start falling in love with yourself because you're going to get so many good feelings and you are going to... Learn things about yourself. So, allow yourself to have a, a beginner mindset, allow yourself to play and do things that you love
0: to yep. do. Amen. That sounds great to me. <laughs> in summing up this podcast, what are your last thoughts to share with us today? Your advice? Mm-hmm. What do you want people to walk away with? What do you want people to know? People who are right now, this one's at the gym, this one's washing dishes, this one's in her car.
1: What do you want people to walk away with today from this conversation? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm just getting such clarity that I am supposed to tell people like they are so magical. Like what makes you feel the most you? How can you be more you in every transaction and allow the people who don't love the real you to fall away, making so much room for the people who want to celebrate them. And people are waiting for you. They are waiting for you Aww. to show up fully you.
0: That's that's just it. I love that you mm-hmm. said that. I think that that's just fantastic. So Lori, where can people find you?
1: Well, uh, if it's podcasting, because we love to talk, right? And you're going to be on soon. Um, <laughs> earn, earn your happy.com. Otherwise, LoriHarder.com.
0: Amazing. Thank you for being here. And thank you for being you and for showing up through all of those big hurdles and the little ones that have then brought you to where you are so that you can light the way for other people. That is an incredible, it's an incredible gift to all of us. And you're so generous because you, you don't have to be spending your time sharing this. Like you, you do really well. You make lots of money. You have a great husband. You live in a beautiful house. Like you could just be, you know, enjoying your dog and walking around the city and you are like constantly constantly driven to help other people to feel good and about life and to be happier. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for mm-hmm. caring that much.
1: Mm, thank you so much. And that's what, I mean, we should be pulled in our purpose. Like I can't imagine life without it. And I'm so grateful for conversations like these.
0: Me too. I agree with that wholeheartedly. All right. Thanks, Lori. You're the best. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. You guys, you can look for her on her podcast, or you're happy. You'll be happy you did. Thank you so much. That was such a great conversation. I'm so glad Lori was here. Here are some takeaways. Number one, create a support system for yourself. Find people who do what you want to do and plug into that group. Number two, set an appointment, tell the world, and summon the highest version of yourself. Then live the life you were meant to. Number three, say yes in the moment of vitality. Number four, don't leave any cracks open. Don't give yourself an escape plan. Number five, excuses weigh you down. Stop arguing with yourself. Just go do it. Number six, you don't have to take massive leaps in the beginning. Forgive yourself and make one small choice that leads you to the next step. Number seven, unpack the thoughts under the thought. Dig, find the root of what's holding you back. Number eight, stop comparing yourself. Stay in your own lane. Number nine, feed the voice that tells you you are worthy. Number 10, the market may be saturated, but it hasn't been done by you. Number 11, ask like it's nobody's business. Number 12, do things you love. You won't have time to sabotage yourself. And number 13, you are magical. Well, that wraps up another episode for us this week. If you want to join me live, I've been showing up on our Facebook page, Don't Keep Your Day Job, every week to answer some questions and to be there to give you support. I'll be there this week on Wednesday, the 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll be happy to check in with you and give you whatever support I can. So if you want my two cents or if you just want some extra inspiration, you can join me there on the 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every week I've been leaving you with a song of mine and I'll be playing you another one now. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening to our episode. If you love the show and you think that somebody else will be inspired by it, please share it. If there's been episodes in the past that you thought were really cool and you know somebody who really needs to hear it, please share the episodes with your friends. It means the world to us. and makes such a difference. And if you really want to help us out, go ahead and leave us an iTunes review. It makes such an impact and we feel the love. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tim Street and producer, Emma Kikuchi, The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.